The Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is largely an opinion talk show. All opinions, comments, or statements of fact expressed by Rob McConnell's guests are strictly their own and are not to be construed as those of the Exxon Radio Show or endorsed in any manner by Rob McConnell, Relmar McConnell Media Company, the Exxon Broadcast Network, its affiliated networks, stations, employees, or advertisers. All Hit Radio Welcome to the X-Zone A place where fact is fiction And fiction is reality Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell And welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. I am Rob McConnell, and for the next four hours, I am your host. I am the person who takes you as a guide across the time-space continuum to this place that I call the Exxon. It's a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. It's a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. And the Exxon comes to you Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talk Star Radio Network. Uh, let me see, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and tonight, for the very first time, on the Trump Broadcast Network. Now, if you'd like to send me an email, exxon at exxonradio.com, on all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV, and to find out about the programming we have available for you 24-7, 365, on the Exxon Broadcast Network, visit us at www.xzbn.net. My guest this hour, Exxon Nation, is Dutch native Bert Jansen. He is an award-winning author, adventurer, spiritual speaker, and flamboyant storyteller. His interest in the power of shapes, form, harmony, and geometry has led him into mysterious worlds of quantum science, gothic cathedrals, crop circles, Carl Jung, Inca shamanism, and sacred sites. Bert has written numerous articles, and he is the author of several books, including... The Hypnotic Power of Crop Circles, and the mind-provoking spiritual thriller, Sophia's Egg, a fascinating, suspenseful, fast-paced uh, story based on Gnostic insights. His website is bertjansen.nl. And Bert, welcome to the X-Zone. I'm glad to be on your show. Great having you with us. Uh, tell me, where did, your, where did your interest in... You know, I guess we could call it sacred geometry and other geometries and quantum science. Where did this come from? Um, actually, the background is uh, my own personal background. Mm -hmm. I studied mathematics and I was always interested in shapes and it turned out I was very good at it. Yeah. So I went to university and um, I did actually my great hobby there. I studied shapes, geometries, and later on that became a real substantial part of life. But it's my my lucky um think that I have a gift for geometry that started it all. Tell, tell me, Bert, after studying crop circles for 25 years, what have you, what have you learned? I, I learned that every time I look at these crop circles again, mm -hmm. I realize I know nothing. And that's one thing that it took me 25 years to realize that the more you study it, the less you know about it. Even though every year I find something new, and that actually in itself makes me think, how is this possible that I find every year something new and every year I think, this is it, I mm -hmm. know it now. And then the next season, I find something new again. And so bit by bit, you come to the conclusion, I actually don't know anything about it. Bert, what has been your latest discovery? Um, Last year, I, I looked through all these crop circles again, 25 years of diagrams I've mm -hmm. made and drawings, and I saw something popping up. There was one structural shape that was there. It's called squaring the circle. It's a really strange phenomenon. It's, it's squaring the circle in mathematics is a square, 
and a circle with identical perimeter and circumference. So mm -hmm. you have a square with a certain perimeter. You take a circle with a, a circumference, and those um, those distances are identical. And that pattern I found in many crop circles, and it's it's a strange geometry. You cannot even make it with just compasses and uh, straight edge. That's actually impossible. And still, it's in the fields of England. And that really struck me. Now, what is the significance of this find of the squared circle, in your opinion? The, the, the significance is that uh, when I looked a little bit deeper, I saw that every time when um, I came across something special, for instance, I would be in Stonehenge and I would have a really strange experience, it turns out that Stonehenge is also built on squaring the circle. And for instance, I would uh, have a strange sighting somewhere in, in England. Then that day I had just studied a geometry that was totally based on squaring the circle. And bit by bit I came to the realization mm -hmm. that this squaring the circle is somewhere underlaying all the miracles that I come across. Okay. I know. Yeah. Okay. I, 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 I've got the image in my mind, and I'm going to. I've got to try and figure out the best way how to ask this question. So, based on your expertise as a mathematician and someone who is very good with geometry and and looking at these correlations and putting them into a mathematical basis, so you can understand the math behind the anomaly. What, in your opinion, after after um, researching crop circles for 25 years, is their purpose? Um, actually, I, I thought this already after five or 10 years of studying mm -hmm. crop circles, and I still think it, the purpose is that it talks to us. Now, the, the big question is always who is doing the talking then? That's right. Is it just, just, just me? Is it aliens? Who is doing the talking? Now, my initially thought was that, that it came from outer space and it was far away. That was in the uh, 90s. Everybody was thinking that. And the more I studied it, the less I got convinced that it were aliens. I didn't see any real evidence for it, but I did see that the mathematics that was used was somewhere things that I recognized. Mm -hmm. And bit by bit, I came to the understanding, can it be that we are talking to ourselves? Can it be that some part of us, some, on a subconscious level, we are involved in the creation of these shapes, and then the next day, we look at the shapes and think, oh, wow, what is this? And what to make of that? Mm -hmm. And it does something to me. And... I think it's us, actually. We're talking to ourselves. Okay, if that is the case, how do we put them there? Yeah, that's the big question, of course, that everybody is asking. Uh, how do they get in the field? Right. Um, and to be honest, I do not know. I have no idea how it happens, how we could have an impact on that. There's every time when I talk to a witness that saw crop circles appear, that mm -hmm. it has happened, they always have a little bit of different story. Some of them saw the shapes already before they happened, went to a field, and when they arrived, they saw it actually falling into a field. Others say, no, I saw this spinning cloud over a field, and that stayed there for 20 minutes, and when it was gone, there was a crop circle there. So I don't know. There's even people who make crop circles. So sure. it, it's a really, really wide field of how they cut into the field. But if we have created these crop circles, Bert, how come yes. it has only been in the last 25 years that these crop circles have been noticed? If we as humans are creating them, should they have not been part of our history throughout, throughout time? Yeah, not necessarily. There's, a one, there's, there's one correlation with the appearance of crop circles and a certain subject in physics, and that is quantum physics. And quantum physics has come to the understanding that we, as an experimenter, um, somehow have an impact on the outcome of our experience, experiments. In other words, they are saying we are creating partly our own reality by um, interacting with the experiment. Not only that, but also even by looking at the experiment. But, but let me ask you this then, and yeah. I'm sorry to interrupt you, but if we are part of that experiment... 
how come the univer- the experiment results are are universal amongst everyone? If we were creating the the experience, would we not be the only person to see the results since we are creating it? How can you see something that I created in an experimental form? Um, yeah, I, where I was getting at is actually the following: is that um, if you have a strong belief, if you mm-hmm. believe something to be true, right. and we do that collectively, then there comes a moment that will become the truth. So even Wheeler had already um, ideas about how would the universe have looked like if we would not believe that we created ourselves the universe. It's a really philosophical question, but it boils down to if we collectively believe that we can make these circles or that they have an impact uh, on our environment, then these crop circles can come into existence. That belief was not present 100 years ago. But once again, once again, you would need everyone to believe in the same thing for that theory to work. And as we know, people do not. Yeah, that's, of course, another really interesting phenomenon that Lynn McTaggart has also tackled. Yeah. How All is right. it if you have, if we create our reality and we have a game, let's say you have the, um, the Super Bowl, there's two teams, one uh, side supports. All right, listen, we're going to have to team. hold this here. I've got to take my break. Exxon Nation, Bert Jansen is our special guest. His website is bertjansen.nl. That's B E R T J A N S S E N dot N L. And Bert and I will be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the X-Zone from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And don't forget to check out the X-Zone TV channel on SimulTV, www.simultv.com. Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the X-Zone radio show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the X-Zone broadcast network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere, 24-7-365. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand worldwide and more does this sound like tomorrow's television well it is but you can have it today right now it is simul tv simul tv offers what the others only wish they could provide 15 exclusive channels like exxon sci-fi and horror we are worldwide no other provider offers that 500 built-in video games no need to have an extra expensive system we have them included free video on demand live streaming events from around the world, interactive online network, and much more. Tomorrow's TV today, Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. Gwilda Wiak's latest book, The Science of Magic, Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is the first book in a series based on her writings that open every episode of the Science of Magic radio show. Drawing on the subject matter of each guest and armed with over 40 years experience in shamanism, 35 years in alternative health, and degrees in psychology and religious studies, Gwilda introduces relevant and leading-edge information that supports spiritual evolution and personal empowerment. Rich with wisdom and inspirational quotes packaged in digestible segments, this is a book that will pull you from cover to cover. It will also serve as a daily inspirational reading for years to come. 
The Science of Magic Book of Mysteries, Volume 1, is available at our website, tsompublications.com, amazon.com, and wherever fine books are sold. Bert Jansen is my guest to this hour explanation, www.bertjansen.nl. Bert, if in fact the crop circles are being created by us because we man are manifesting them because of the, the belief factor, should these crop circles not be, should they not be able to be produced in a controlled situation where this theory could actually be put into practice? Yeah, it's a good question. And um, I actually have tried to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and it started with an, just as a joke. We were sitting um, having dinner somewhere and we came up with the idea as a group of seven. Let's just mentally project a shape in the field. And we took a shape of a photograph I had taken that day. Mm-hmm. So to avoid that we would already pick up something that was already going on. We took a shape and the very first crop circle that appeared after that uh, event was totally related to that photograph. This happened in 2005. And so we thought, let's do this again. Mm-hmm. So we were very happy and we, we thought, yes, yes, yes. So we sat together again, we tried it again, nothing. And the one thing I, I, I came to understand is, I'm not the first one that has tried this and has happened to, the one thing I came to understand is that when you are too much attached to the outcome, then seemingly it doesn't happen. The first time we were really happy and we, we, we had no idea if it would work and we were just joking about it and it worked. Mm-hmm. But the second time we wanted it to work and suddenly it didn't work. It has a lot to do with your, your state of mind. So if you do it in a controlled environment, you want it to work. And there's a good chance it will not work then. Because somehow you're too attached to it. But that doesn't make sense. It, it does make sense, actually. Um, when you have homeopathy, um, they have done a lot of research in France about homeopathy. And um, I think it was Ben Fanista who did this, who had a machine that would do all the shaking and all the diluting for him. And he gave that machine to different laboratories and said, look, test this machine and see if the homeopathy uh, will work. And there was one lab that could not make it work. Mm -hmm. So he sent a new machine and again it didn't work. And it turned out that the person who was handling the machine didn't believe in it at all. And that was enough for it to stop it to work. Now, when you go to a controlled environment, there is some kind of excitement and and thing that you want it to work. This scientists say this is all bullshit. This is not mm-hmm. going to work at all. Right. It's it's that lack of innocence that actually will ruin it for you. But if you've got scientists who are saying this won't work, and yeah. they try to replicate the experiment, then it should it won't work. work. It should if they don't believe it. It, it, it will work if they think, you know what, I couldn't care less about the outcome. And, I, mm-hmm. and, you know, I just do it as a joke. There is a chance it will work. I do a lot of, of um, um, experiments in England with meditations, uh, with, with all kinds of things where once the expectation level is high, nothing happens. Once the expectation level is totally zero, there's a good chance something will happen. It's, it's a really strange thing. When I do a night watch and I'm really looking forward to it and say, yes, this night I'm going to see something, many times nothing happens. But sometimes I sit on a hill, totally innocent, innocent and then sure enough, I see things happening, go back the next day and it's gone. It will never happen again. It's a kind of innocence that if you can get in that state of mind that you couldn't care less what's yeah. going to happen, it will happen. All right, so tell me, when you're up on the hill watching and yeah. you see things happen, what do you see happening? Um, I'm only interested in, in things I see in daytime, mm-hmm. and I prefer to see things happening with a backdrop. So that's why I sit on the hill, so I can look, let's say, down on a field. Okay. And what I see is usually um, what they call balls of light, 
it's 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 a phenomenon that that shows itself as I cannot describe it any other than a, let's say a beach ball, but that is illuminated from the inside, mm-hmm. outwards. So you see something floating over a field that looks like a, a, a light, and um, it can go fast, it can go right. slower. It's not only in a flash, sometimes it takes minutes, and I have no idea what I'm looking at. Okay. But somehow they see these objects in connection to where else the crop circles appear. All right, so, so, so let, like, me, let me ask you this. If you're up on yeah. the hill yeah. and, and you're watching this, who's creating this if, if this phenomenon is being created by someone else? Who's creating it? Um, you mean this light phenomenon or the yeah. crop circles? Well, the same the thing. Aren't phenomenon. they the same? I, I don't Aren't know. they one and the same? Uh, no, they're not. They, they could be. Carl Gustav Jung, the great psychologist from Switzerland, mm-hmm. um, he uh, had many, many patients, and some of these patients were telling these stories about this light phenomenon. So Jung got really intrigued by it, and in the end, he actually had the guts to write down that, in his opinion, these balls of light were the souls of human beings. And he said, it's not necessarily that those beings are dead people. He said, but it looks like it's the expression of the human soul in in some sort or some form that we even can see. And I think that's really amazing that Jung, uh, who was a really, really down-to-earth scientist, had the courage to write that down, not only to believe it, but also to write it down. Well, throughout time, there's been a lot of scientists who have written a lot of things down that have know, been I later know. on yes, that have been proved wrong. So how can I I, so basically, all we have is a hypothesis. Yes. So at the end of the day, what is the significance of the crop circles? Why are people interested in it? If they're not going to make a difference in my life or the life of society, who cares? I don't know. It has made a, a huge difference in my life. Um, I came across the first circle about mm-hmm. 25 years ago. There wasn't a time that I was running my own business in right. Holland and life was good. And yeah. um, then I came across this strange phenomenon mm-hmm. and um, the way I came across it really intrigued me. I found a circle that by looking in hindsight, when I look back at it, I could never have found. So I, in a way, I looked around the corner to say it's most simplistic. So you imagine that you see something around the corner and you look around the corner, it's actually there. Mm-hmm. But then later you realize, but how is that possible? It was around the corner. I could never have seen it. But in some flash, I did see it, and that made such an impression on me that I decided to go to England. And so there, I I studied these crop circles, and I decided to sell my business and to do something totally, completely different in my life. So for me, Mm -hmm. it has done a lot. All right. So if crop circles are real, and they are actually manufactured by by humans, the will or the psyche, however you want to explain it. How come this year alone, or uh, over the last year, our researchers checked out before we did the show tonight, there have been practically no crop circles? Um, I've been in England last year, mm-hmm. and I think there were about 40 or 50 of them. But why in only in England? Why only in England? If, the, um, if in fact, they, they are being perpetrated by... The human psyche, there are humans all over this world, not yes. just in England. So how come these crop circles only appear in England? Yes, it's it's not that they only appear in England, um, but the majority, I have to admit, is in England. Of course, that's a question I have asked myself as well. Even though my experiment uh, experience was mm-hmm. in Holland, I have to admit there's a lot in England. And it can be, it's totally connected to sites that do exist in England, like Stonehenge, Avebury, the crop circles appear pretty close to these sites. And so when I discovered this this strange geometry in the crop mm-hmm. circles, I looked at these sites, and it turns out that Avebury, Silbury Hill, um, some things in, in Clastonbury, Stonehenge, have all the same geometry as their core element. Well, I isn't think, it true wow. that these uh, sites are also located on ley lines? Um, yeah, one of the biggest mm-hmm. ley lines in the world goes actually through that area. It's the, the Michael alignment. Right, and we also know and, that ley lines are the best conductance for electromagnetic energy because water, as it's going through certain areas, 
creates an electrical field. Yes, and that that can play a role. But though I have to say that I'm not actually that much interested anymore in that. Why not? And that started with. Um, um, I, I'm much more interested what it does to humans than how they come about. So I shifted my attention from first, of course, you want to know how is it possible? How yeah, can sure. these these crop circles, how 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 can they, they come into existence? And so I started studying that. You get bent nodes, blow nodes, you get all kinds of, of physical deformities in crop circles. And then I realized that that's not really relevant. What's much more relevant is what does it do to me? So I was I, I was able to put that beside me, mm-hmm. how they come about, and just study what does it do to me? What does geometry do to me? What do shapes do to well, me? Well, let's talk about that more when we come back from this commercial break. ExoNation, our guest this hour is Bert Jansen. His website is bertjansen.nl, and that's B-E-R-T-J-A-N-S-S-E-N. Dot NL. And this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And we're heard around the world on the Exxon Broadcast Network, Talkstar Radio Network, Mutual Broadcast Network, iHeartRadio, and as of today, on the Trump Broadcast Network. If you'd like to send me an email, it's very simple, exxon at exxonradiotv.com. On all social media sites, Exxon Radio TV. And once again, to Check out all the programming we have available for you 24 7, 365. Go to www.xzbn.net. Plus, here's a big plus if you'd like to watch the Exxon TV channel with all the great programming we have over there, including the Exxon TV show, just go to www.simultv.com. That's www.simultv.com. And Steve Turner. The president and CEO of the Simul TV Group will be my guest next week. It's going to be an interesting hour. I'm Rob McConnell. Don't go away. From our broadcast studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada, to the world and beyond, you're watching the Exxon Broadcast Network, www.exxon.com. XZBN.net. AVS Media The scientist and the mystic have been on an age old relentless search with one thing in common. They seek truth. Their paths converge in the 40,000-year-old practice of shamanism, an ancient science delving to the quantum level of life, facilitating healing, manifestation, and evolution. I'm Gwilda Wiecka, the founder and director of Path Home Shamanic Arts School, a unique Colorado State-certified occupational school, training shamanic practitioners and teachers. We also provide classes for empowering personal lives through shamanism. Our certification classes are in week-long segments, enabling international participation, and online classes and long-distance shamanic healing sessions are available. Come discover the science of magic in the limitless world of shamanism. www.findyourpathhome.com Did you know that when you're on the road with limited data or Wi-Fi, you can still listen to the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell, The Science of Magic with Gwilda Wiaka, X-1, Dimension X, Space Patrol, and every minute of the Exxon Broadcast Network by calling 213-401-0080, courtesy of Audio Now. No smartphone, app, or internet needed. It saves your data plan and it's free if you have unlimited minutes. Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365 Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the Word of God. 
love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God. It was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, just before we get to our, our guest this hour, Bert uh, Janssen, I've got a question for you that I posted on our Facebook site at facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Exxon Radio TV. How come everyone is bashing President Trump? Well, I don't mean everyone, but I'm talking about the, uh, the, the fake news networks like CNN. Are bashing President Trump, who is doing so much for the country, and they're bringing up, you know, President Trump's fact that he had this alleged affair with a, a porn star and this person and that person. But and, and Trump is a re Republican. I understand that. But what about one of the biggest Democratic presidents that had affairs with office staff, movie stars, while he was married and while he was in the White House with the assistance of his brother? as well as the Secret Service, and I'm talking about John F. Kennedy. How come they don't talk about him? Oh, wait a minute. That's true. CNN talks everything pro-democratic and everything negative, Republican, and Kennedy was a Democrat. There's more dirt in the Kennedy closets than there will ever be in the Trump closets, and yet everybody bows down to the memory of John F. Kennedy. They should take a closer look. Just because he's dead doesn't mean that he gets exonerated from all the crap and all the corruption that he was responsible for while he was in the White House. Check out my editorial, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash Exxon Radio TV. Bert Jansen is my guest, www.bertjansen.nl. And Bert, how have the crop circles uh, what have they done for you? How have they how have they made you feel better? Has there been any physical improvements to you? Have you, you know, how, how have they improved your life? Yeah, that's of course a really difficult question because I cannot compare it to my other life, which I would have had if I would not have come across the crop circle. So that's a difficult one. The only thing I can say is that through these circles I've mm -hmm. met an incredible amount of people with a really broad spectrum of view on the world and that has allowed me to see things in perspective so I had this very narrow world I had my own business in Holland mm -hmm. and I was making money in that and suddenly I saw people that first I thought were totally crazy and I felt really sorry for them. I thought, oh, that's, that's, that's not going to be good for these people. And then five years later, I would meet these people again. And I thought, they're not even that crazy. And I realized that they had not changed, but I had changed. And I was now seeing the world in a, uh, in a whole different way than I did before. Was it always good? I don't know. I've also gone through periods that was tough for me, mm -hmm. that um, there was no security, so you burn the ships behind you, but there's no mainland in sight, so you just swim in the huge ocean. Now, 25 years later, I'm very happy that I made the decision to pursue um, this phenomenon and to to step in this, this dark alley and see if the light would come and shine. And it did. How? How? By um, doing actually what I do now. I am uh, writing books, I'm making movies, I'm writing film scripts, I'm doing things that come much more out of my heart than what I did 25 years ago when I was doing all that business that came out of my head. But you know so what? I, there, people 25 years ago, what they would do is they'd move down to the Bahamas or they'd move to Bali, Tahiti, and they'd accomplish the same thing. And these people had never heard of crop circles. 
Yeah. Oh, I'm not saying this is the only um, only phenomenon that does that for you. Mm-hmm. It's even stranger. I've come to the conclusion that you can achieve this even without these crop circles. That's what I do now in England is how can I connect to the landscape and to this bigger thing, whatever it is, without the circles? So is it really necessary to have these shapes or not? And I, for me now, they become less and less important, even though they have put me on this path. But bit by bit, I see the picture is so much bigger. It's so much bigger than just these circles. Okay, what, what is the rest of the picture? Because all I've heard is the, what these circles can do. So tell me about the rest of the picture. The rest of the picture is... Um, I go with groups to England and I always tell them from just have no expectations and we'll see what happens. And I will teach them a few things, how to to interact with the landscape and how to look at things. So, for instance, we will sit somewhere and a man will walk by and somehow you feel something about that man. Now, normally you would say it's just a man walking by. Mm-hmm. But if you teach yourself to listen to that little inner voice, you will tap that man on the shoulder say, and ask him, why is it that I'm attracted to you? Do you have something to say that's important for me? That's a very simplistic way of doing this. But 10 of 9 out of 10, that man will say something that you think, how is this possible? I have this problem I'm facing, I need a solution, and this man is saying something that's exactly the solution to my problem. And if you do it often enough, and you become aware of that, then you start to realize that it's we all related. Somehow we all in the same big play, you could even say stage play. And we all are are playing our mm-hmm. little role, and I do that for you, you do that for me, and we do it for each other. And that I've learned to understand um, first by crop circles, but now by just interacting with the land. Just be there, be with the, the land and see what happens. And amazing things do happen then. Could it just be something as plain and simple as you're, you're clearing your mind, you're getting rid of everything that you have on your, you know, like when I go on holiday, which is very rare, I chill out. <laughs> I chill out. <laughs> Sorry. I just kind of chill out. You know, I don't want to think about work. I don't want to think about computers. I don't want to think about my responsibilities as the, as the head of a major corporation. I don't want to think about anything. My wife and I chill out. And during those chill out times, I come up with more ideas, more concepts, uh, more ways to write, more things to produce. So I can understand that. But I don't need to go to, to, uh, to where these crop circles are, are being done. I just go up north or I get away from home. Yeah, no, I, I fully agree for you, with you that yeah. that will help tremendously. Now, it would be very interesting if the next trip you're going to take to chill out, mm-hmm. that you bring yourself to England, to yeah. this, this specific area. There will be more areas in the world, this specific area where King Arthur lived and Merlin lived, and chill out there and see if there's a difference between that spot or the Bahamas. I can't, and I guarantee I can't, you it will be different. I can't see wasting my money going to England. <laughs> <laughs> For one thing, uh, my wife and I have property in the Bahamas. We go down there; it doesn't cost us anything. Yeah, yeah I, I wouldn't go to England. I, yeah, I don't, you know, um, England. England's nice to watch on TV, and that's as close as I want to get. That that's okay. Yeah. That's okay. I'm, I'm not not going to have a, a judgment about sure. that. The only thing I know about the country is that it has a long, long, long history of of really strangeness, like the mists of Avalon, what I say, Merlin, King Arthur, all these legends that are all set in England. Yeah. And there's a good reason for that. It's, it feels like the fail between Earth and, and heaven is very thin there. It feels like you can nearly pierce through it. That's why so many balls of light have been seen in England. They've seen everywhere in the world, but somehow there's a there's a, a peak of that in England. And the only thing I can think of is, yes, there's these ley lines. There is something like people have lived there for thousands of years. Perhaps mm-hmm. there's even an imprint there uh, that came out of a belief that this is myth- mystical and magical. Whatever it is, it works for me, and it works for lots of people, but for you, seemingly, it's the Bahamas where it works. Well, it, it works elsewhere, too, wherever we go, wherever we have home, wherever we call home. 
But but we I I don't go anywhere with the expect expectation of seeing something strange, weird, or or from the bazaar. I don't go to any place expecting to see UFOs or expecting to see balls of light or expecting to see Bigfoot. I don't. Yeah, that's that's actually very good. That's a very good attitude sure to, to go somewhere without expectation. Yeah. That's I fully agree. That's what I said earlier. As as soon as you get an expectation, likely it will not even happen then anymore. Right. So because I, I understand. And what you said a few seconds ago was that, you know, you look at you you, you know you you take these people with you, and you yes. say don't expect anything. But by yes. saying don't, you are actually implanting subliminally the expectation to be there. Yes, I fully agree. It's one of my biggest challenges um, when I take people to England to get them in the States, not to expect anything, but by saying it, I agree, I'm already implanting there something. So that's always a challenge to get to that point where they really are totally empty, open, and let it happen. That's, that's a challenge to get to that point. I agree. Would you t- Do you take people to other parts of the world or just to England? Um, I do only England because I know my way around there so well. Mm-hmm. So, but I think there are other spots as well. You could go to the south of France and likely you go through an experience there as well. Or you go to Egypt or Mexico or the Bahamas. For me, it's England. Uh, right now I'm in Sedona, Arizona, mm-hmm. which is being considered as a really um, magical place. And I have to admit, it, it's really magical, but it does not have the quality for me, personal, yeah. as England has. But that's just my personal experience. Personal experience or personal desire or personal frame of thought? Yeah, I think that's that's totally connected to, it, yeah. to each other. So you, you go with an expectation, you have an experience or not, mm-hmm. and that reinforces again, and it reinforces, reinforces. The only thing I can say is that the people that I do bring to England, that the years following... They go themselves to England. They have found something and say, I have to go back. All right, it's stand by, there, Bert. We've be got back. to take our final break for the Sour Exonation. Bert Jansen is our guest. Bert Jansen is his name. J A N S S E N. The website is bertjansen.nl. We'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Don't go away. You have heard of the X-Zone? Now watch it on TV, plus 500 video games, live TV channels, free video on demand, worldwide, and more. Does this sound like tomorrow's television? Well, it is, but you can have it today, right now. It is TV. TV offers what the others only wish they could provide. 15 exclusive channels like X-Zone, sci-fi, and horror. We are worldwide. No other provider offers that. 500 built-in video games. No need to have an extra expensive system. We have them included. Free video on demand. Live streaming events from around the world. Interactive online network and much more. Tomorrow's TV today. Simul TV. Sound too good to be true? Well, it's not. You can have Simul TV today. Sign up at simultv.com. Do it today. The new nonfiction book, Razor of Madness, is similar to cult movies like Clockwork Orange, Dragon's Tattoo, or The Other Side of Hell. Wayne Morin Jr. and Thomas Lee Howe will expose widespread and systematic deficiencies in this thought-provoking tell-all novel. Mind control rages among scholars in law schools. Human rights are ignored while thought reform and mental manipulation are accepted practices used as behavior modification. Dr. Louis Jolion West comes to mind. Media and public scrutiny shows that United States mental hospitals are in fact destructive murder industries. Razor of Madness Exposé Novel details this epidemic through an in-depth professional and personal investigation. For decades there has been a revolving door policy that still releases killers and pedophiles back into society. The maestro of mind control continues to haunt America to this very day. Razor of Madness is available in paperback or as a downloadable ebook at Amazon.com. I'm William S. Peckham. If you enjoy a good mystery with a touch of the paranormal, then you'll love my novel, From Out of the Woodwork. 
It's the story of a young Toronto contractor, Sean Kennedy, who buys derelict homes, guts them, and turns them into multifamily dwellings. Slums just waiting to happen. When Sean buys 29 Livery Lane, the house fights back. Former owners unexpectedly come out of the woodwork as he starts the destruction. The apparitions come to him when he touches old books, reads hidden letters, rummages through old boxes, finds a locket or reads a discovered manuscript of a murder mystery. From out of the woodwork will take you from 1899 to the horror of the World Trade Center, September 11, 2001. Check out From Out of the Woodwork on my website, www.williamspeckham.com. Exonation, uh, Bert Jansen is our special guest this hour. www.bertjansen.nl is his website. And, and Bert, earlier tonight you said that you're not interested in basically knowing how these crop circles work or how this feeling works or why not? Yes. Why not? Um, that has to do with the man I've already mentioned earlier called Gustav Jung. Um, who studied a really interesting phenomenon, and he called it synchronicities. Mm-hmm. It's that phenomenon that you think of somebody, and then five minutes later, yep. that person calls you. We're very, and we're very attuned with the uh, synchronicities and coincidence here because we have a show on the network called Connecting uh, with Coincidence with Dr. Bernard Beitman, who is one of the leading authorities of synchronicity here in uh, North America. Whoa, I have now to be really careful what I say now. Um, but okay, this is how I understood this. Mm-hmm. Jung said from, look, um, there's space, there's time, there's causality, and there's synchronicity. And he said space and time and causality play in one realm. And it's the realm where everything has a reason. So, for instance, if I drop something, it falls down because there is gravity. Yeah. And that's exactly what science does, trying to figure out why do things happen. Right. Can I come an explanation? And then Jung said, and then there's a phenomenon that's called synchronicity that is outside of that realm. With other words, there will never be proof of it. It does happen, but you cannot say that person called me because I was thinking of him. There will not be a causal connection and that really struck me. I thought, of course, as as soon as you can step outside your desire to always want to see proof, you can enter a realm where proof will not even be an element. It's not even provable. And that's the realm of synchronicities. And that was the reason for me to drop everything that had to do with proof. Can you prove it's real? Is there any evidence? Mm-hmm. I totally left that behind me. But wouldn't that... Wouldn't finding proof to something that you promote as somebody who takes these people to England, to these various sites, wouldn't that add credibility to the project or to the fact that these, in fact, are real and not simply a placebo? Um, Perhaps it does for some people. I um, have made a decision not to do that, mm-hmm. so I'm not going to give any proof. I'm not going to do lectures and try to convince you this is a real phenomenon or this is why this is so. Um, so, in in other words, the tour that I do, the, the, the people that I take yeah. have already come to the point that they listen to the intuition. And intuition is an other of these things that you cannot really prove, but there is an inner voice. And they listen to the inner voice and they're called to come with me to England. And I welcome those people because that are always magical times. If somebody comes along and says, Bert, I need proof, I actually tell that person, I think it's better you stay home because I'm not going to give you that proof. But, but wait a second, gonna... wait a second. So basically what you're saying is you just want believers, you don't want people to challenge. Oh, no, people can challenge, but at the moment you challenge, it will likely not happen. It's that thing, thing with homeopathy again. That woman didn't believe it, so the yeah. machine didn't work. Do you really she believe challenged you, it? And then you, she excluded herself right. by challenging. She excluded herself from the outcome. That's, that, yeah, that's a choice. It's a choice to believe if, in fact, that really did happen. 
But as as somebody who's been doing, been doing this show now for 28 years, I've heard a lot of bull crap mm-hmm. based on, well, I believe it's so, so it has to be so. When somebody comes on the show and says, this is the proof, this is the research, this is how we replicated it, I believe mm-hmm. them. But yeah. this sounds like something that if you believe in it, that's great. But if you don't believe with it, go home because you're going to spoil it for the rest of us. Now, if you want proof, that's actually a little bit. Well, so if you want to prove it, you you can. There's many people who come who have their doubts. Say, yeah. say, I'm not so sure. I'm not so sure I'm going to believe this. Mm-hmm. And I say, look, I'm not going to prove it to you. You're going to prove it to yourself, perhaps, but I'm not going to prove it to you. The only thing I can do is I will bring you certain situations. Right. And then things will happen for you. Or not. And then when it does happen, you will say, wow, it happened. And if I ask you, when I ask you, so what, 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 is, what is the explanation for it? Those people will say, I have no explanation, Bert. I don't know why. I cannot even prove it. But it did happen. And I think, great. Now we have made the next step. I cannot, you have to make the step uh-huh. that you have noticed something happened for you without that you could prove it to happen. Fantastic. And people, it's, it's, if, if more people would go that way, mm-hmm. then the world would look totally different. God I'm help not us. saying science is a bad thing. Science is, we need that. It has brought us everything. We can talk to each other through this radio mm-hmm. station because of science. Science has done everything for us, but it has its limitations. And if you're willing to step outside those limitations, uh-huh. forget about proof, uh-huh. then you open yourself up to a bigger realm. And you can also set yourself up for a bigger fall because yeah, because the new age phenomena, the new age community, in my opinion, don't know what the hell they're talking about. It's all a bunch of woo-wooism that is based on people who are looking for answers. They can't find answers anywhere else because they don't have the ability to understand that the answer is inside themselves. So they go after these gurus. They go trotting all over the world in search of a of an answer that they have themselves because they are weak. They don't have the ability to think for themselves and they're looking for gurus. They're looking for spiritual coaches. They're looking for mentors where they, yeah. they really don't no, need I them. The and, this is where this, and this is where the scientific community comes in and the realist community. We say, hey, wait a minute. You don't need to go to a psychic. You don't need to go to a medium. You don't need to go to a, a coach to find out how great you are. You have that ability within you. So when it comes to saying that we don't need the scientific community and we should go back to just sheer belief, I disagree with you 100%. Yeah, I would disagree with that as well. That's not what I'm saying. What What I'm saying saying is we should um, honor everything that has science has brought us and still brings us. So don't deny that and see there's a lot of good in that, but there's a little realm that's attached to that, that goes a little further even, that's that's kind of extension to it. That's what Jung was talking about as well when he said this, space-time and causality, and that's really good, we need that because else we go crazy and we cannot even live, right. but there's an extension to it that's called synchronicity. Okay, now what, I, that, what I'm hearing, what I'm hearing is that you are giving Carl Jung this great accolade because you agree with him. How many other people do you not agree with because they do not represent what you believe? I know. There's a danger as well. I do, and I likely make that mistake myself, that I will um, say disagree with people and don't give them these accolades because I don't agree with them. Right. I, I see that. I see that That's danger a human is factor. there. That's a human factor. It's, it's a human factor. The only thing that I try to show people is, look, there is this bigger world and that's available to you and i'm not going to be a guru as mm-hmm. as soon as they think i'm going to be a guru or spiritual leader i tell them again from this this is not what this is about you come right. else in one year with me mm-hmm. and if it doesn't happen in that year then don't come back because i'm not a guru i'm just telling you there is a bigger thing and it will bring it to a spot where right. you have a good chance it will happen for you. All right, listen, uh, we're running yeah. out of time, but oh, I'd yes. like you to tell our listeners, 
Yeah. You know, because I'm sure there are people listening tonight who would say, "Geez, I'd like to get on on take one of these one of these uh, excursions with Bert." First of all, where can they find out more about these excursions that you lead, and about how much would it cost? Um, the excursions you can find on my website. So when you go to the website, it's there. It's very easy mm-hmm. to find. Um, the cost will be between two thousand five hundred and three thousand dollars. Is that you? That's a week trip, uh-huh. um, and that's excluding the flight to get there because wow. people come from all over the world. So I cannot include that. So what do what do they get for three thousand dollars? A new life. <laughs> no, I say a joke about that, but a chance of a, of a new life, and um, God, they they, they can, can go they can go to the book. So what happens if they don't? Do you give them three thousand dollars back? No. Why not? No, I don't do that. No, that's it. I cannot guarantee a new life. The only thing is there's there's the the option that I something see. will happen for you and you will see mm-hmm. your life will change. And what I said before, lots of people, and that's perhaps even half of them, come back to England because they found something that was very specific for them and they want to sure. pursue that. Okay, and one I more quick them, question. One just, more quick question. One more quick question. Yeah. How many people do you take at one time? Sixteen. Max. Sixteen. Okay. One, one six, 60, yes. All right. I want to thank you so much for joining us. Um, let me see. 16 times 3. Do the math, Exxon Nation. This guy is, uh, well, let me see right here. I don't have the calculator, so I'll go 16 times 3. Uh, $48,000. That's not bad. So I, I figure he makes about 20 grand. Not bad for. Dishing out a bunch of woo-woo-isms. You can save a lot of money, Exxon Nation, if you just go to Trip Central or any of these sites to, and uh, plan, you know, get your airfare, get over there, rent a car. But you want to spend $3,000 on a hypothetical whoopee duke? It's not worth it. It's not worth it. You notice how fast we got off the crop circle thing when we couldn't uh, get an answer on how they were made or, or the rest of it. This is what I call New Age Woo-Woo-ism. Ah, we'll be back on the other side of this break as we continue here in the Exxon from our broadcast center in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. And uh, whatever you do, something else they notice. I just thought of this. Something else that they realize is that their wallets are $3,000 lighter. Don't go away. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. There is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the Esoteric series, Modern Esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Are you or is someone you know struggling with addictions, depression, anxiety, relationships, low self-esteem, lack of confidence, grief, success, and prosperity? Do you know that your subconscious belief plays a big role in the outcome of your hard work? We can help you permanently change the beliefs that may be the reason for your struggles and failures. We care about getting you the return on your investment and the results you are looking for. We can help you be free of the limitations of your past and in realizing your highest potential. We work with people by phone and Skype. For more information, visit us at www.ritasoman.com. That's www.ritasoman.com.
Do you think you have energy problems in your home? Do you feel better when you're away than when you're home? Joey Korn is a global leader in the world of dowsing who specializes in personal energy clearing and space clearing. He can help you create an ideal energy environment in your home no matter where you live in the world. Learn about his remote spiritual house cleaning services and much more at www.dowsers.com. You can get Joey's book, Dowsing, A Path to Enlightenment, as well as other dowsing books and tools, Kabbalah books, and Walter Russell books. Joey's work is really amazing. Go to dowsers.com right now. That's D-O-W-S-E-R-S dot com or call 1-877-DOWSING. That's 1-877-369-7464.